Welcome to Money Making Conversation. I am your host, Rashawn McDonald. Each Money Making Conversation talk show is about entrepreneurship and entertainment. I provide the consumer and business owner access to celebrities, CEOs, entrepreneurs, and industry decision makers. I recognize that we all have different definitions for success. For some, it's a sizable paycheck. Mine is helping people wake up and inspiring them to accomplish their goals and live their very best life. These are my passion, and that's what I'm going to do for you. I want you to stop tripping over small challenges and prepare to rise above bigger obstacles that life will present to you. The Money Making Conversation interviews provide relatable information to the listener about career and financial planning, entrepreneurship, motivation, leadership, overcoming the odds, and how to live a balanced life. My next guest uh, wants women to discover their true worth. She is an activist, self-improvement, excuse me, self-empowerment speaker, entrepreneur, talent manager, and author of I Once Was Her. She is famous for being the momager or talent manager to rapper, film, and television star Lil Bow Wow. Please welcome to Money Making Conversation, entrepreneur and author Teresa Caldwell. Hi, guys. How are you? Hi, 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 hi. Hey, Teresa. How you doing, my friend? Oh my God, I'm so blessed. It's been a long time, right? It's been, well, you know, it's really interesting. I, I, let's let's go back and give a history about uh, how we met. We met in uh, Los Angeles, uh, Lil Bow Wow, yes. and about a, a thousand people came into the Steve Harvey Morning Show's radio booth. And that was the first encounter we met, uh, you know, as a rising star and uh, in the business. And uh, I like to believe that uh, Steve and I helped, uh, you know, fuel his success by uh, supporting him in the music. But you stood out because you were his talent manager and, and still yes. is the talent manager today, correct? Yes. Well, right now, I, I only manage television and film. Okay, cool. And I do like branding and okay. marketing. Awesome. Awesome. So talk about, uh, you know, first of all, you're coming on the book, or coming on the show to talk about the book, I Once Was Her. I read the book, a very good read, very fast read because of the fact that... I know, I know. Because of the fact, you know, if, when reading the book, uh, Teresa, um, I, if, if this was a... Um, a play, if it was a, a dramatic play, because mm -hmm. you introduce different people who are important relationships in your life, I would sit, mm -hmm. I would put you in the middle of the room and I have a spotlight on you and the entire room would be dark. Okay. And mm -hmm. then a light would shine on Curtis Martin. He stand up and he say something. Oh, and then a, a night would shine up on another person. They stand up because that's how that was the feeling that I had when I read the book, because it felt like various levels of testimonials about mm -hmm. not long. I mean, they're just one of some of them were one pagers. Some of them were two or three pages. The little, And so but they were important because they described layers in your life. That, yes. The changes in your life and how they were important. So talk about the. The, the angle and the thought and putting it did, did I describe the, the the approach to your book from a theatrical standpoint right yes you did you did and see what the reason why I chose to write the book that way first of all I'm not a big reader right mm -hmm. so I wanted to make my book different because I wanted to catch you know my readers I wanted them because you know a lot of times we read the book we'll start reading the book we'll put it down mm -hmm. but I wanted my book to be an easy read so I'm so glad that you got that you took that from the book yes I, I did. wanted it to be an easy read and I wanted it to you I wanted my readers to feel what I went through and I wanted each one of my friends to write something about me like what did they experience right. with me or by me being their friend right and and I picked the I picked the girls who were you know 
who were the closest to me mm-hmm. to start each chapter. Mm-hmm. And I picked Curtis Martin to do my forward because that's my brother mm-hmm. and he knows everything about me. Right. Well, you know, the thing about the book, uh, and I'd say it's a testimonial, it's a um, mm-hmm. it's a shout out to uh, mm-hmm. survival. It's uh, yes, a book yes, about yes. Uh, uh, overcoming the odds, uh, yes. single parenting from a woman's perspective, yes. Um, yes. choosing the right mate, and also, yes. more importantly, the importance of fatherhood uh, in a young girl's life. Because mm-hmm. I, I have a, I have a daughter. She's twenty two, mm-hmm. and um, I always, I always have the firm belief that she's going to pick a version of me when she goes yes. out there making her selection process. And so yes, I'm, I'm very definitely. conscious in my communications with her. Uh, I will, she can talk to me about anything. Uh, I will stop what I'm doing if she have, if she wants my attention, not because I'm trying to baby her. I just want to know what's right. running through her mind because she may have a question that might shape, especially when you're young. When you're young, you just grab information and people don't understand that that information that people grab as, as a young person will hang can hang through to them for the rest of their lives. And so, yes. and, and that was you. Your, your 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 father, who's now deceased, play you know mm-hmm. he was a, played an important role in shaping you initially. And let's talk about that the, the importance of a male figure in your life at an early age. I feel like for me, and I only speak from my experiences. Mm-hmm. I feel like for me, as a little girl, mm-hmm. the first man that we will love is our father. Right. I feel like that love that we get from our father or a father figure is so key into a little girl when she grows up because that's the type of man that she's going to search for. So for me, I didn't have that type of father love. So I, I searched for what I knew and the, and I searched for the love that I, that I got from my father and it wasn't the best love. So I, I attracted, you know, men who, treated me kind of like my father who were verbally abusive, Mm -hmm. um, who felt like I wasn't good enough, who I always tried to prove to my father that I was going to be great. Right. And it was just hard. So for me, those are the type of men that I chose, you know, my younger age, I chose those type of guys. And then I also chose the type of guys that my mother dated and my mother dated abusers. Mm -hmm. So I watched my mother get abused. Mm -hmm. So I attracted abusers Mm -hmm. because that's what I knew. And so with me, I had to stop the cycle. So there was the time I I would never forget it when I got beat so bad that my ex guy, the abuser, he knocked my I, l- I look like the elephant man's little sister. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, that's why. You that's note how that I in the book. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so for me, just looking at my face and just looking at my body, just looking how I looked. And I had to lie to my son and tell my son that I fell down the stairs. Right. And from that point, yeah, from that point, I was just like, you know what? I got to break this cycle. Like, I don't want to be anything like my mother. And I don't want to date anything like the guys my mom dated. And I and so that right there was a wake up call for me. Well, you know, let's let's talk about that, because uh, I know when he when he abused you, you even called his father and his father came over and he saw what he had done to you physically. He told him he he would beat him up if he did that to you again. And guess what? He still did it anyway. And so. So what people don't understand about uh, abuse and I'm not saying I'm an expert expert 
an expert in abuse. It is a book, but there's a journey. There's years. Like you got kicked out of the house when you was 15 because the mm-hmm. fact that the boyfriend that was dating your mom at the time was physically mm-hmm. beating her up. And your mm-hmm. only recourse was to call the police. They arrested him yeah. and the mom, like mm-hmm. in most domestic situations, sided with the man and told him that yeah. you had to go. And you were thrown out yeah. with no guidance, no no support system. If your mom had four sisters, they didn't want anything to do with you. And the state of mm-hmm. Ohio was not only became a prison for you because you didn't know where to go. You had no options. You you might as well no. have been in jail because you didn't have any support. And so, right. so, so you start there struggling to find yourself. And then along the way, of course, you got pregnant twice. One, the second child was a mm-hmm. little bow wow. And so mm-hmm. love is really interesting when I read about it in your book, because there is emotional love and there's physical love. And then there's loving yourself. Let's, yeah. let's talk about the emotional love and let's talk about the physical love in that order, because the emotional love is what you were trying to get from your parents. And you didn't get it. Yeah, the emotional, yeah, the emotional love that I was searching for, you're absolutely right, was the love that I was trying to get from my mother and my mm-hmm. father. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I didn't get that. Mm-hmm. And then so the, for me, like. You, you can continue, Teresa. I apologize. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so, so when you, when you were searching for that emotional love. Right. Is, 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 is really hard when you don't get that from your, your parents. Like, I didn't get it. Right. I didn't get it. So I and, kept searching for it. And it was sad because of the fact that, you know, I'm talking, just, just set up everybody. I'm talking to Teresa Caldwell. She's the author of the new book. It's, uh, you can order it, pre-order it right now. It's called I Once Was Her. Um, it will be out officially in June, June 28th of this year. Uh, it's a good book to, I would tell people, order it now. Because of your audience yes. now, then her, she become a New York Times bestseller based on the pre-orders. Because oh boom, you know I yes. know the system, and system. And so, but one of the things that when I'm when I'm reading the book, and we're about to close out this first break, is that you know, as a man, I felt helpless reading your story, because as a man, I would not have done any of these things to any woman, not let alone you. So, mm-hmm. so when you when you when you these men try to play what you consider an important role in your life and you accept that they're going to abuse you. When does that acceptance becomes okay to an abuser? Or, or do you even know when it's okay? You just accept it. Can you answer that question? You know what? From like, I speak from my experiences. Yeah. Like you really don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't know. Right. Just accept because it. Because mm-hmm. I just accepted it. I accepted it because I felt like for me, because I saw that growing up, right. I felt like that abuse, the, the hits and all that stuff at the beginning, I felt like that was his way of showing me that he loved me. You know, I felt like that was his way of showing me that he loved me because in my mind, I felt like, oh my God, because I saw my mother go through it. I felt like when he hit me and then like he would apologize and be like, I only did that because, you know, I, I want you to know that I care for you. I care about you. I love you. That's the only way. That's why I did it. So that's what happens. Like for me, that's what I thought. Like, oh my God, at the beginning, like he really loves me. I was young. Mm-hmm. But like he loves me mm-hmm. to hit me to abuse me he loves me right and, and to keep coming back and supporting it was yeah, the, was the blind definitely. side but the sad part about it is that you were young 
We have women in their 30s, yeah. 40s, 50s, and 60s that are dealing with these situations. I'm talking to Teresa Caldwell. This beautiful, well-put-together woman has had her share of tears and mountains to climb. Teresa's book is a raw a raw look, a raw look into the dark side of her life growing up before fame and fortune. And it tells the story of rejection, abandonment and physical abuse. We'll be right back with more. We'll talk about her online taste online boutique, but more importantly, yes. a testimony of, of overcoming the odds, a testimony of realizing that one has to love themselves first in order to understand a path out of domestic abuse you have to look in the mirror and say look i am important i am the person that should be on top of this game if you don't mm -hmm. ever admit that to yourself you will always be in a state of abuse not by your not because somebody's giving it to it because you're accepting it we'll be right back with my friend long time long time Teresa caldwell <laughs> money making conversation we'll be right back Hi, this is Rashawn McDonald, and you're listening to Money Making Conversation. They say you can't judge a book by its cover, and the same is true for entrepreneur and business mogul Teresa Caldwell, manager and mother to successful rap movie entertainer Shad Moss, better known as Bow Wow. I met him when he was little Bow Wow. Then he dropped the Bow Wow, and now he's Shad Moss. So, you know, I meet yeah, him. I'm, I'm probably yeah. going to say, Wow, what's up, Bow? You know, but uh, I know, I call him Bow. <laughs> but, you know, the, the beauty of it, like I said, we met in Los Angeles. Uh, came into the radio studio and uh, I always felt we had a good relationship because I understood I was a talented manager for uh, uh, then Steve Harvey and dealing with all the ins and outs but you are a mom manager which is a different mm -hmm. perspective because of the fact that you know as a manager you 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 basically I was a, I was a father, priest, uh, accountant, uh, motivator, crisis guy and so to have an actual relationship with a young man like like Bow Wow, and then to send him off at a very early age under mm -hmm. the under the uh, care of Suge Knight, under the care oh. and guidance of Snoop Dogg. Oh, uh, talk about that moment and all those moments because you had to be uh, like uh, biting your fingernails on that one, but you had no options. You know, I know. You know what? Like for me, like it was it was fun. I must say it was it was fun, mm -hmm. um, and I recognized early on that you know Bow was smart. I recognize I recognized his talent, and I also it was his dream. Right, you know, it was a dream. So what I did was I was like, you know what, this is something that he wants to do. This is his gift. So as a parent, I wanted to make sure he was able to live out his dream. Mm -hmm. So I trusted Snoop. I trusted Suge. Like, the relationship that I had with Suge, you know, back in the day, like, I didn't, like, I, I had a great relationship with right. all of them. Mm -hmm. And they all looked out for Bell's best interest, even mm -hmm. when I wasn't around. Mm -hmm. You know, so it was all about trust, and it was all about God. I felt that God was in it. So I feel like when God is in it, you feel safe. Right. So I felt like God was in in it and it was his gift well i, I love it you know? I, I love in the book where snoop comes to you and go you know some i'm really not i'm really am not a good example or role model yeah. <laughs> I, he did say that <laughs> i, I laugh because i know snoop and and he snoop will smoke some weed people understand he, yeah. will, he will, the brother is a now it's, it's like america has caught up with snoop which is really funny because he was not going to change he confessed publicly all the time he did it and now when you're seeing it, it's being 
being uh being sold in stores for medical reasons or just clear for just for for sale with profit reasons. You have CBD and all these different uh ointments that are being uh brought out because of a uh, uh, marijuana usage it's really amazing but when snoop i read that part of the book and i went that's snoop because one thing about snoop there is a there's a business side to him he is a family man who if anybody has followed his life you see he is a family man okay yes he, he is he is a family man and so he came to you and, and you, anybody know his whole career how he has been a mentor or i want to say like a pseudo father for the community by starting the, the football league and the many young men he's helped to get scholarships in in college yes. football has been a, a testament to him but let's go back to you in particular you know that you know like you said you you started dating hood dudes and then you start dating pro athletes you know and you was getting into this theme. You went from the hood dudes, you know, who were out there, you know, beating you, selling drugs, but your lifestyle was uh you know, was there. You didn't have all one hundred percent benefits of the lifestyle, but at least you had the lifestyle. And then you went yes, to the yes, athletes, yes, which is yes. also a confusing world because, you know, it's a competitive world because, you know, they go from different city to city. So let's talk about yes. where you came from. OK, at 15, you got kicked out of the house. Then you got yes. pregnant. Unfortunately, yes. sadly, you lost your first child. Then you mm -hmm. had bow and then you start mm -hmm. raising him. And then all of a sudden you got, got this young man was taken care of. He, he's kind of like the first father figure for Bow Wow. And uh, right. and but he was into drugs and then yeah. you decided, hey, you know, some I'm going to do it, too, because I got to pay off this debt and we won't get yeah. in any more detail. Read the book. It's fantastic yeah. how she is yeah. showing you when you cornered you in a state of desperation. You can start crying, but have a plan while you're crying, because one thing I took away from this book is that you if you're in a crisis situation especially in a violent crisis situation, you got to have a plan B. And that's what you say a lot. The reason you stayed in so long, you never had a plan B. When you got that plan B, you got out. I got out. Yes. Yes, that is so true. Um, I, I felt like, you know, when I got myself in a situation, of course, I didn't have a, I didn't have a plan. Right. I didn't have a plan B or C. So, in order for me to get myself out of the situation, I had to have a plan. So I stayed in it a lot longer. Mm -hmm. And so I got a plan. Mm -hmm. So once I got a plan, you know, that's when I got myself out. So I went from that and I, and I, and you know what? I don't, I don't regret any of the things that I went through because that the street life made me understand the entertainment world. Right. Because it was kind of, to me, back then, it was the same thing. It was just one was legal and one was illegal. Right. So that's how I looked at it. I looked at the music industry back then. You know, it was, it, was, it was brutal. Yes. So I looked at it like, okay, it's the same thing. It was street dudes running stuff. You know, I was, it was the same. So I was built for it. You know, mm -hmm. when they came at me, I was able to, you know, to, to stand up for myself because right. of what I had already gone through. Right. So I went from that to dating, you know. You know, dating, I, well, I I went from that to being married, and then once I got my divorce, then right. that's when I started dating the pro athlete. Right, right, right. Well, you know the, and so with that, mm -hmm. you know, with, with, with dating the athletes, like, there's good and bad, you know, Absolutely. that comes along with that. Mm -hmm. There's mm -hmm. a lot of perks. Like you said, they're gone a lot. They're not around. But there's a lot of perks to that, you know? And, yes. and, and for me, for me, you know, I can't sit here and um, and really say uh, like 
bad things about the guys that I dated. It was just like when I look back at everything, like all the relationships, you know, I kind of like was the type of girl who was like, you know, after going through a marriage and divorce, I was like, I don't want to be married. Right. Or have kids. Or have kids. Mm-hmm. Like I had that was made up in my mind. Like I don't want to be married and I don't want to have any children. Right. So for me, you know, dating me was like it was only it was only gonna go but so far. Right. Mm-hmm. Because I'm making it known that I don't want to be married and I'm not having any kids. But you know, it was good for me to hear that because that's taking control of your life to me. You know, that's telling people I can make a decision. I can trust myself and it doesn't have to be determined by a man. It's being determined by me. And that's what I, you know, when I I open up, when you when I introduce you, say your your purpose is for women to discover their true worth. And that's what this book is about. I once was her. I'm talking to 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 Teresa Caldwell. It's a it's a it's a memoir about her life before she uh, was managing well, it was kind of like it slid into when she started when Bow Wow became famous or Lil Bow Wow became famous under that name Lil Bow Wow at the time but it's really about the beginning and how it shaped her as a businesswoman because it was a tough life that she grew up on it kicked out of the house at 15 had a baby I think 16 then had another child which is a Bow Wow today and uh, raised him and uh, and uh, what I loved about it is that you didn't allow men to negatively shape your son's vision because when he had a child, speaking of Shad, you made sure that he understood his role in that young girl's life. Talk about that. Yes. Yes. I made sure that when Val had a daughter, because of how hard it was for me, it was important to me that I instilled in him that you have to be a great father, not a good father, but a great father because you have a daughter, right? you know? And so, and I told him like, it is so important because you will be the first man that she will ever fall in love with the way you teach her and the way you treat her and the way you raise her and the way you're in her life. That's going to set the standards for when she gets older. When she starts dating, the standards mm-hmm. are going to be so high because she's going to be like, you know, my father treated me like this, my right. father, this, my father, that. Mm-hmm. And I think that, you know, and, and, and I told him, like, I told him that, like, it's important. I, I, I mean, I know I probably got on his nerves talking about it all the time, <laughs> yes. but I, I, but the relationship that, that he has with his daughter is priceless. Now, if you look at their videos and stuff, you can tell There's that love. he plays a big role in her life. And it's all about love. Right. That's you important. can tell. That's important. Yeah, it's important. It's important. And then our relationship, like, you know, like even with, with my, with Bao and I, like our relationship, the things that I talk about, what we went through a little bit, I, I touched on that a little bit mm-hmm. in the book, like how hard that was, mm-hmm. you know, um, you know, being a mom and being a manager and, you know, trying to separate the two, it did put a strain on our, on our relationship. We did go through some things. Mm-hmm. You know, because we want what's best for our children. And then, you know, like me, like my fear was I never wanted my son to be on drugs. Absolutely. Like that was a fear of mine, mm-hmm. you know, and being in the, in the industry, like so much can happen and, and drugs are like, they give it to them. Like, and, yes, and that do. was a big, I feared that. I tried to protect him. And you did a good job because in the book, you say I had to one, I had to take off my talent manager hat and put back on my yeah. mama hat. 
Because sometimes you got to let him know, look, I brought you into this world. I have a different level of passion. That dude over there, he just wants 10%. That dude just wants to sell tickets over there. I, I, your mama, day one, this day one, this day one mama right here, day one. And we'll be here in the end. When all this is going away, I'm still going to be there for you. And that's what you that's what you stated in the book very clearly mm-hmm. that, yes, yeah. I, I I did accept the role and, and of the, the professional role as his talent manager. But I never lost the mama hat or the mom. hat, no. And that was really important. I didn't. Uh, before we get out no, of here, I want to I want to put on that entrepreneur hat that um, that you have here. Taste Online Boutique. Tell us about that. Yes, so I have an online boutique. It's taste online. Mm-hmm. Doc, well, it's shoptasteonline.com. Right. Mm-hmm. That I've had that boutique forever. Like my passion is fashion and I'm also an interior designer. Mm-hmm. So I people don't know like that's where I came from that world. Mm-hmm. Like I've been an interior designer for uh, for years. Mm-hmm. So I'm back into that full time now. They kind of brought me out of retirement. <laughs> and I do a lot of entertainers' homes, like, you know, a lot of athletes. It's like my number one client. So I do a lot of those homes. And my store is, you know, I have a passion for fashion. I love to see my girls feel good and look good in what they wear. Awesome. Uh, the book, uh, I want to recommend everybody to go out. I, and not just because of the, it's not a book to read about um the dark side of, of abuse, uh, the, the drama of being able to uh, overcome the odds. It's about a person, and a, a very relatable person, a young woman who was thrown out into a world of darkness, no instructions on how to be a young woman, no instructions on how to be a young mom, no instructions on how to be a lady, no instructions on how to accept and understand why I'm being abused, no instructions on how to create a B plan, and she did it. And it's all in this wonderfully written book, I Once Was Her. Uh, right now, you can go in online and pre-order the book. The book officially comes out June 28. Teresa Caldwell, I want to thank you for coming on Money Making Conversations. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. And so nice to hear your voice. I appreciate you. If you want to hear more episodes of Money Making Conversations, please go to moneymakingconversations.com. I'm Rashawn McDonald. I'm your host.